Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to the broadcast today. Got a really unique sermon. Title of it is, It's Not Who's in the White House, It's Who's in the Church House. Do you realize how powerful the church is? What is the church? The church is God's special property. And the Bible said the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church, even though Satan tries with everything he's got. Call a friend, tell him to turn that television on. Everybody's worried about the White House. I want to talk to you about the church house. But I'm going to tell you something. That's where the power lies and our future lies is in that church house. So let's go right now to this wonderful sermon entitled, It's Not Who's in the White House. It's who's in the church house, and I hope it's you. But I want to talk about something today that I believe is going to bless you. And the title of this message is, it's not who is in the White House. It's who's in the church house. It's not who's in the White House. It's who in the church house. You will not hear me criticize or hurt any American, whether a Democrat, Republican, a Libertine, what they call it, Independent. Because we're all Americans. I kind of like that what Ronald Reagan said. You know, we should be Americans. We have total different points of view concerning things, which is okay because we live in a free world. Democracy is sloppy. Very sloppy. It's like a sloppy joke. You ever eat a roast beef po' boy and the juice just keeps falling? That's democracy. You see what I'm saying? It is sloppy. But thank God that we have a democracy that we can say and even though they may try to stop it and things of that nature, we can say it. So I'm going to give some of my opinions in the middle of this sermon, but I want to show you something. Why I am so happy. People say, the man just don't get depressed and discouraged. Well, I know my end. So I have begun. Are you ready? Let's get into this. Matthew chapter 16, verses starting with 13. When Jesus came into the coast, of the city of New Orleans, or oh, I could say it like that. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? And notice he didn't call himself the son of God. What are people talking, saying about me? What are people are talking or saying about President Trump? What are people are talking about or saying about President-elect Joseph Biden, Joe Biden? Watch this. See what I'm saying? People want to know what people think about them. And sometimes when you find out, you don't like it. But at least you got some honesty. You know what they think. So that's Jesus right there. Let me read that again. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say thou art John the Baptist. Some says Elias. And others, Jeremiah, are one of the prophets. Now, Jesus gets real personal. He saith unto them, but whom ye say ye that I am? He said it to the whole 12. Well, who, who do you think I am? What do you think about me? Now, Peter's always going to jump up in the front. Leaders do that. Even if they make mistakes, they're going to jump. So don't get criticized because somebody's willing to jump even though they made a mistake. At least they jumped. Peter's the only one that stopped and got out of the boat. Now, he, may, he, he got scared, but he got out of the boat. You see that? Look what Peter said. Simon Peter answered, said, Thou art the Christ, oh Lord, the Son of the living God, which just like the, the Jews like them went slap crazy on that statement. How can God have a son? God can't have a son. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one. Can't you see how they can think that way? Because that's a scripture. 
Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one. Hear, O America, Jesse Duplantis is one. Yet I'm three. Housed in one. I have a spirit. I have a soul. I have a body. Yet I'm one. Yet I'm three. God the Father. God the Son. God the Holy Ghost is one. And yet it's three. Hear. He that hath an ear, let him hear what I'm saying. Peter, who do you think I am? Thou art the Christ, the anointed one, the sent one, the son of the living God. Jesus answered because right there, revelation came forth. If you want to get God's attention, speak revelation. Immediately, he'll start speaking to you. Jesus, I love this in verse uh, 17. Jesus answered and said to them, Blessed are thou, or empowered to prosper, Peter, art thou Simon Barjona? Made him so, my God, he started calling all his names. For flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee. In other words, homiletical, hermeneutical, philosophical, theological thought can't get you this. Intellectual activity, range and research, induction and reasoning can't get you there. I don't care how smart you are. The scientists don't have the answer. They have theories and hope to God it works. It's called therapeutics. Well, we're going we're to give you this and hope it works because each body is kind of different inside because of DNA. I think I'm, I'm going to purchase my own sermon today. Let me read again. Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Now, where's he at? He's in heaven. Where's Jesus? Caesarea Philippi. Now, where I want to get to is verse 18. This is why I do not get depressed or disturbed or discouraged. But who's in the White House? Who's out of the White House? But I, I watch who's in the church house. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter. And upon this rock I will build my church. Everybody look at me. Two homiletical, hermeneutical, philosophical, theological thoughts on that particular passage of the verse. St. Augustine said it like this, and they, had, they said he has a vivid imagination. There's always somebody that will criticize him. He said it like this, Peter, Peter, thou art Peter. And he actually, he did this, St. Augustine, thou art Peter, and upon this rock, Jesus, I'll build my church. Now, you got a problem between Petros and Petra, which means rock. Peter was a rock, but he could crack. Jesus is the rock, and you can put any kind of pressure and weight on him, and he'll never crack. So how you want to believe that, which has caused great, great oh, fights over centuries? Was Jesus talking about himself, or was he talking about Peter? Well, I'm not here to convince you of that. I know in whom I have believed. Now, I'm going to shock you. I believe in both of them. I believe in Peter, Lord. Jesus. Thank God for Peter. But I believe in Jesus because without Jesus, I, I could never know Peter. Peter can't get me to heaven, but Jesus can. See that? He said, I, 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 I got to read that again. And I say also unto thee, thou art Peter. And upon this rock I will build my church. Now, will you please underline this? And the gates of hell, some translators say the gates of Hades or death. Call it what you want. Because if you go to hell, that's death. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Why are y'all worried about what's going on in this country? 
Are you in the church? Are you in the church? Are you in the church? Then the gates of hell will not prevail against you. I don't care what's happening out there. Well, suppose, suppose Brother Jesse, they say you can't preach anymore. We'll put you in jail. Then I'm going to jail. Jesus went to jail. I feel honored. Ha! I'll have a jail ministry. I'll preach so much in jail, they'll throw me out. What are you worried about? What are you worried about stage four cancer? What? Who is living inside of you? What did Jesus say about your body? You're so scared you can't come to church because of the COVID? Who is inside of you? Some flimsy, pansy, whatever you call it? No. Christ, the hope of glory. The church triumphant. Now I have my opinion, and I'm going to share that. I'm going to share it right at the end before they click me. Let me read that again. Verse 18, and I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I don't care what's happening. Well, look about the gates of hell really prevailed against the first church. No, it didn't. Nero's dead and in hell. All those people that he killed are in heaven. And listen to this, when he was burning them alive, you can't sing when you're burning alive. That is terrific pain. You cannot be singing. And they were singing. Amazing, great. Whatever song it was. Hallelujah. They were singing. And Nero went, ah! Why are they singing? Because they had no pain. They sang their self into glory. That's why Paul could walk toward a, the apostle Paul could walk through a chopping block, said, I fought a good fight. I finished my course and I kept the faith that's laid for me a crown of righteousness. You may want to take this head, but you can't get the real head because I serve the head of the church. My head is made for a crown. He made me a king and a priest. Hallelujah. Why? Because nothing can stop it. None. Nothing. Nothing. Think about that for a minute. Now go with me over to 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Then I want to get into this message. 2 Corinthians, right past 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I want to read verse 1 at first. If y'all could put that up on the screen. Then I'm going to jump down real quick. This is the Apostle Paul talking to the church at Corinth. He got depressed sometimes and discouraged. He's human. He says right before his death, only Luke is with me. Boy, I've been there. How many people started out with me and left me? My God. Hard to understand sometimes. People that I helped. Spiritually, physically, financially. They owe me nothing. But what did I do? Besides something good. That made you change. What did Jesus do? That someone would want another God. Paul writes this in 2 Corinthians 2 verse 1. But I, I determined this with myself. That I would not come again to you in heaviness. Look at me. Leaders don't bring heaviness. Because it, it makes everybody heavy. But he ain't heavy. 
He's my brother. Why would I bring you trouble when I can bring you an answer? Why would I bring you a problem when greater is he was in me than he was in the world? Yes, I'm human. I hurt just like anybody else. That's not the issue. Paul said, I'm not going to bring any more heaviness to you. Why? Verse 14. Now, thanks be unto God, which always, what, what time is always? <laughs> See, Daryl, that's why I knew you here. And boy, I mean, the devil fought you like a dog, boy. Still doing everything he can. But I knew that the glory of God was on you because your hair is not now my color. That's the glory of the Lord. <laughs> now, thanks be unto God, which always, do you believe that? Causes us to triumph in Christ and make manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in how many places? How many places? Oh, let me get black with it. How many places, Lord? How many? I don't have time for depression, discouragement, despondency. I don't have time to criticize Democrats, Republicans, Independents. I don't have time for that. My time is consumed in reaching people, changing lives one soul at a time. I will not fight the color race. I don't care how many of you. I will not fight. You, you're not going to find out what I think about black lives matter, white lives matter, red lives matter, yellow lives matter, brown lives matter. That's your business you want to. My God, I don't see you in any color. I've said it so many times, I'm going to say it again. There's only one race which is called the human race. Do you understand? And if Kathy would have been black, I'd have married her. If she'd have been white, I'd have married her. If she'd have been red, I'd have married her. If she'd have been brown, I'd have married her. If she'd have been yellow, I'd have married her. I married her. I didn't care. All right. Do you understand? I'm not going to fight that battle. I don't live in the past because you can't change history. Yes, sir. But I can create a future. Yes, sir. So thanks be unto God which causes us to triumph in every place. In every place. So write this down. I want to start with these points. I want to talk about these gates of hell. Going back, the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. You don't realize what, how much power the church has. Write this down. The church is a divine society of which Christ himself is the master builder. That's not the building. He's talking about us. The church is a divine society of which Christ himself is the master building. See, it's not, is the master builder. See, this can't talk. This is Italian marble green. It can't talk, but I can talk about it. This here is, this is actually gold. That, you know, gold in the paint and stuff like that. It can't talk, but I can talk, I can talk about it. See what I'm saying? Because you see, I'm the one that makes it, I'm the one that says it's pretty or it's ugly. It doesn't say anything because it can't talk. The building can't talk. Some people think if they keep God's building up, uh, that's the church. No, no, that's just the edifice. You see what I'm saying? So the church is a divine society of which Christ himself is the master builder. See, God built the church, built you. So you see why I cannot, uh, uh, I will not uh, criticize a lady that's acting like the devil. 
I will criticize the devil that's making act like him. I will rebuke that devil that's doing that, but I will not rebuke that person because they're being controlled. And we get caught up in these things when we ought to say the gates of hell won't prevail against us. Because that's what Jesus said. We are the church. One man said, my God, man. President, told me this yesterday. President Biden is late. He's going to raise our taxes. I said, you know what that tells me? What? I said, I'm going to make more money. I'm just going to make more money. If I have to pay more taxes, that's okay. I don't want hey, I make more money. I lost a few. Let me go over here. Y'all ain't got what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? I just make more money. Pat, I'm just going to make more money. Louisa, you're just going to cut more hair. That's all. It doesn't make any difference. Why? Because it's who's in this church house. Now, I'm going to say something y'all ain't going to believe. It's a higher order than the White House. It is. I don't believe it. That don't change it. Ooh, Lord. Write this down. The church is Christ's special property. The gift of, of the Father and the object of his tenderest love. The church, that's us, is Christ's special property. You are special. As we therefore have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially those of the household. He's special. See, the church is Christ's special property, the gift of the Father and the object of his tenderest love. God would do anything to bless this church, which is you. He'll use an unbeliever through unconscious obedience to get something done if a believer will not listen. Because the church or us are and is special property. Let me say it again. Some of you are writing it down. The church is Christ's special property, the gift of the Father, the gift of the Father and the object of his tenderest love. God said, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. To, to, to get what? To get the church. Who is the church? You. You. See, we're a lot like a building. We need to be repainted every once in a while. You look around here, everybody's getting older. Go up to the kids. They're getting older too. They don't look it, but they're getting older. You see, we all need a little facelift sometime. Not too much at one time, but some. You don't want so much Botox that you can't close your eyes when you sleep. I got a friend of mine. He sleeps. He's got so much Botox. It's actually so paralyzing. He was sleeping. He fell asleep. He's going like a... And I looked at it, and his eyes are wide open. I said, the boy's sleeping. He can't close his eyes. I told him, I said... When he woke up, I said, do you know you can't sleep? You, your eyes don't close when you sleep. He said, I was wondering why they burn so much. He said, he's like, can you tell I've had Botox? I said, uh, yeah. You had something. I don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> but I ain't got no wrinkles. No, you ain't got no wrinkles. But you look like you're scared to death. <laughs> oh anyway. The church is Christ's special property, the gift of the Father, and the object of his tenderest love. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why I don't get depressed or discouraged. I don't have time for that. Why? The gates of hell shall not prevail against us. Why you say us? Because we are the church. And guess what we are? We're a divine society. 
Well, you understand that, brother. It's a much higher order than the White House. The White House people have to be elected. You are chosen. Glory to God. I can preach on that right now. See, God chose you to be his special property. And what a blessing of God. Like I said earlier, the church is Christ's special property. That's a wonderful statement. We're the gift of the Father and the object of his tenderest love. That's why John 3.16 is so vitally important. For God so loved the world. Notice he didn't just love it. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not say, didn't say would not, say should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's a big scripture, ladies and gentlemen. And when you understand that, whoo, then you understand that you're special to God. I had a question come from a person named Brooke, and they write this. I've often heard you say that you don't make a living, but you live by your giving. Can you please tell me what that means? Okay, Brooke, the thing is, that the, every time you give, it's a seed sown. What comes from a seed but a harvest? Now, we've been told all our lives, give and don't expect nothing in return, which is a religious lie because there's no first, and, and it's also a physical lie. No farmer ever puts a seed in the ground without expecting a harvest. Well, God said the law of Genesis, as long as the earth remained, Brooke, Seed time, harvest time. So by me, if I want to have more finance in my life, if I want to live better, I give more. And I name my seed, and guess what? I get my harvest. That's why you never saw me sad, sick, depressed, discouraged, despondent, broke. I don't care what the economy's doing. I care about what God is doing through me. And it's all done by seed. Did you get that, Brooke? Oh, my God, you get that? It'll change your life completely. Kathy's coming right now with some great glorious moments that's going to bless you. Kathy, take it away. Bless the people, bless God, and bless me. Welcome to Glorious Moments. This is the part of the program where I read stories of victory from our partners. Each one is from a real person like you and me that wrote in to give praise to our wonderful God for the amazing things that he has done in their lives. This first one is to let us know that the Lord has enabled them to prosper financially. It says, thank you for your teachings on your website, in your magazine, and your partner letters. They have blessed me and others in my family. The Lord has enabled me to prosper financially as I have sown into your ministry and other ministries preaching the gospel and teaching the word of faith. I received money out of the blue after giving sacrificially and am blessed with more on the horizon. Amen. You know, I love hearing that faith declaration. And this testimony next is from a partner whose income has quadrupled. It says, thank you for all you do for the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I began working on your seed time and harvest on March the 6th, 2023. I'm 79 years old and supplement my social security with my art sales. By the end of March 31st, 2023, in almost four weeks, my income quadrupled. Hallelujah. I am filled with joy and appreciation of prosperity. It feels so good to pay bills on time and to have money to make a plan. I love you both. Love that. You know, these testimonies from our partners remind me of the powerful promise that an angel spoke to Jesus' mother, Mary. Luke 1 verse 37 in the Amplified Classic is one of my favorite verses of the Bible. It says, for with God, nothing is ever impossible and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. You know, when you believe these powerful words and act on them, you will be empowered by faith to fulfill God's plan for your life. 
Today, you can receive what you need from God and experience your own glorious moment. Believe that today, and God bless. Can you really have everything God has put on your heart? Can you ask anything in Jesus' name? Jesus says you can. Jesse's book, Your Everything Is His Anything, will revolutionize your life. Whether you have a vision, a dream, or something that your heart desires, Your Everything Is His Anything is going to inspire you to believe and achieve it all. It's time to expand your view of what prayer and faith can do in your life. Your Everything Is His Anything. Order your copy today. Ladies and gentlemen, our August product offer is my book, Your Everything Is His Anything. Let me ask you something. Do you know what it means to live a shall not want life? Listen, big or small, God wants you to have what you want. Not just what you need, but what you want. That's what this book is all about. It will help you. How do I get it? You go to JDM.org and you get your copy today. It's all there. I'm telling you, your everything is his anything. It's worth the investment to help you. I, I'm not hurting. You know why? I put these same principles in this book. And if it works for me, it's got to work for you. There's no other choice in the matter. Partners, what can I say but thank you? Oh, Lord, I wish the word was bigger than thank you. You've been so courteous and kind to this ministry all these years. 47 years of preaching this glorious gospel, and we've never had a financial deficit. Partners, you made that happen. I made that happen. We, me and Kathy never ask you to do something financially that we don't do ourselves. And I mean that sincerely. I wouldn't do that. I'm not that kind of a man. But I believe in the law of Genesis, the law of sowing and reaping. I also believe in Mark 4, the hundredfold return. And I want that to come upon you because you deserve it. Father, in Jesus' name, I release the hundredfold anointing to every partner of mine. Bless them in the city, in the field, going in and going out. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. That's a simple, short prayer, but it has great power in it because Jesus said, some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. Well, I personally believe part of you are a 100 fold person. Praise God. Because you, you're such a blessing to us. I know you're going to be a blessing to many other people, too. And that's what it's all about. Thank you for being the part. Nothing too small, nothing too big. We've got a lot of projects. My God, I mean, we're preaching the gospel all over this world, and we're not charging anybody when we go. We don't charge expenses. We pay them all. Now, we receive an offering not to meet the expenses. That's our seed into their life. It's still to go into projects. So help us today to change people's lives one soul at a time. Don't miss next week. Part two is coming. It's not who's in the White House. It's who's in the church house. Remember, the church house is far more powerful than the White House. See you next week. God bless you. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, our August partner offer is a wonderful message I preach. It's not who's in the White House. It's who's in the church house. Now, you think about that. Everybody wondering what's going on about the White House. Forget about it. Forget about it like the Italians say. It's who's in the church house. And who's in the church house? Jesus Christ. And he has the answer to everything, and he never lies. I hope you get this thing today. You see, heaven is wonderful. It's a big place. Then I heard this, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. The Lord walked out and these children ran up to him and began to sing praises to him. He said, go tell my people I'm coming. I brought you here to tell you, go tell them I'm coming. Heaven, close encounters of the God kind. 
the testimony that has changed lives all around the world. Order yours today at JDM.org. In the mind of Christ, you want to think like God thinks? In the mind of Christ, the church is not a mere human institution. What is it? It is the body and the bride of Christ. In other words, the closest person to God is not Gabriel, it's not Michael, it's not the archangels, it's not the seraphims, the cherubim, all of it's us. He made us sit in heavenly places with him.